All through the retail store, shoppers are crazy tonight. They storm in the doors and they trample and fight. Candy canes and people tased. Some questions about the plot are on the way. So let's deck the halls and get ready for Krampus. This is the Cinema Crypt. I am your host, Cody, with my co-host, Courtney and Eric. Hi. Hello. <laughs> All right, and that's how you do a Christmas intro. Okay, gang, let's join in here. (laughs) So we start off Krampus at a shop, I don't know, chaotic palooza where people are bursting in and they're trampling and they're fighting for Christmas toys. Um, There's a play going on in the background for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. We had questions about that. We're like, is that like a city thing? Like, like yeah. <laughs> Doesn't like, happen in this little town. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never seen a Christmas play at the store. <laughs> Especially like a violent atmosphere like that. Like, people are like strangling each other in aisle one and like, praise Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're showing their real true Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, we quickly meet our lead, Max Engel who is in a little bit of a tussle with a boy who said Santa isn't real. Which, I think that's sweet. He just wants to keep the Christmas spirit alive for everybody. Yeah, you see, my problem with him is that he has, like, a lot of conflict issues. Like, he chooses violence very quickly in every situation. Well, sometimes you just have to. (laughs) Violence is the answer. (laughs) Yeah, like, if you don't believe in Christmas, this kid goes like UFC on you. You see what happens when you don't believe in Santa? <laughs> That's right. true. He proves it. You get a demon goat. <laughs> um, okay, so we leave the store and we go to the Engels' home where their German grandma, Omi? Omi. Omi. Yep. Yeah, Omi. She is uh, preparing a feast for them, which is like really lovely and it is like not very appreciated. Oh. No, not at all. They yell at her to no dessert before yeah. dinner, which is crazy. You can't shut Grandma down like that. Yeah. Like, just all the characters in this movie besides Max and Omi are just terrible people at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they are they do seem realistic, though. They are realistic, but they're all assholes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. 100%. And, like, they push it, like, so hard in your face that, like, they are not, like, very nice people. Yes. They slowly redeem themselves. Yeah, kind of. Like, Tom and Sarah, played by Adam Scott and Tony Collette, are the main parents. And they're not very good parents. (laughs) 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 But, like, they kind of like each other as the movie goes on. Yeah. They they rekindle their flame throughout the movie. Like, At first, I mean, when he talks about his wish, he wishes that his parents fall in love again. Yeah. So you know that there's some Rockies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Foundation there. Um, so Max wants to what is it, watch Charlie Brown and Rat Presence together, mm-hmm. but they're like, no, you're a fighter. So you you do to, that alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can still do it, but go do it alone. Like, yeah, we're not going to give you the family love and support you need after that <laughs> altercation <laughs> with your black eye. Nope. Go speak with your German grandmother. <laughs> Away. And then, um, 
trying to get all the notes in order. I have so many. I do not have many for this one. <laughs> I was kind of lazy. <laughs> well, like, it was kind of hard to take notes because not a whole lot happens in, like, the early on. Like, a lot of stuff happens, but nothing, like, interesting where it's yeah, like, like, oh, man. Yeah, we need to harp on this a lot. Yeah, it's, it's your average family drama type stuff around the holidays. Nothing yeah. extravagant. Uh, Tony Collette is hanging up their new family Christmas picture. And somehow, like, in the time that she was, like, framing this, she didn't realize that Perv Santa is checking out her daughter. <laughs> yep. Billy Bob Thornton there. <laughs> Don't sue us. <laughs> um, some background information on the movie. It is a 2015 film. It's PG-13, which I was surprised because when we first watched it, it seemed pretty violent and scary. But there's not much blood and barely any F-words. Yep, and that's that's how we uh, separate these, I guess. <laughs> yep. It's a comedy, drama, fantasy, horror. That's a mouthful. Yep. <laughs> it was directed by Michael jo- Dodery. We were yep. having a hard time saying his name. Yep, he, he, also, also, he also did uh, Trick or Treat. Yes. That, that's kind of like his little masterpiece. Everybody loves that movie. Yes. It was written by Todd Casey, Michael Dougherty, and Zach Shields. Yep, they actually released this movie on December 4th to coincide with Krampusnacht. It's an Austrian festival to celebrate Krampus coming to punish children. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, not... The punishing children part, but <laughs> oh yeah, oh, when I was doing some research on Krampus, I found that he is a mythological mythological figure from Western Europe folklore, and he goes by several different names: the uh, Santa's evil twin, the Shadow of Saint Nicholas, um, half demon monster, which that's original, and Black Peter, which I believe is his porn name. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you want Krampus's bills tonight? <laughs> Krampus doing some different punishment tonight. <laughs> uh, a few facts about it is Max lives next door to the Amityville house. Did not know that. They CGI'd it in there, and if you look when the power's going out, you can see the outline of it. Like the windows? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that's pretty cool. They say at the end when you're in uh, Krampus' workshop, you can see the Bates Motel in one of the snow globes, but I couldn't find it. Nice. Do a rewatch here. I watched it like six times looking for it, and I was like, I don't see this. (laughs) There are a lot of snow globes. (laughs) Yeah, there are. Uh, The description of the movie that I found was, a boy has a bad Christmas and accidentally summons a festive demon to his family home. Which what's interesting about that is when Krampus comes, he just like straight up murders everybody around them and then slowly. Because they keep the fire lit. Oh, is that why? Uh-huh. Uh, Ami was yeah. on something. Yeah, she but said, I still f- keep the fire hot. That's what she said. Yeah. Yep. I still find odd that like, he's there to punish that family and he kills like the whole neighborhood. I know. Like what'd they do? <laughs> I guess didn't believe in Santa. I like to, uh, when Krampus first gets summoned, they the clouds there look a lot like the ones from Child's Play there. And 
It's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was like, when we first watched it, I was like, those glads never mean anything good. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So we're going through our plot. And before we get to our evil Chucky Clouds, they have their family dinner. Well, actually, we should talk about when uh, the family gets there. The whole oh, house yeah. shakes. Yep. Which I don't understand. A Hummer should not shake a house. No. But their house shakes a lot in this movie. Yeah, we're like they should really get the foundation looked at. <laughs> right, there's definitely <laughs> something wrong there. Um so Beth is upstairs Skyping or online chatting with her boyfriend Derek, who Cringe. mentions that he lives four blocks away. Cringe. Cringe. <laughs> yeah, they're young love. And uh, she mentions that her family is coming, so she can't come to visit him. Um, the house shakes, as we mentioned. And we get Howard, Linda, who is Sarah, Tony Collette's sister in the movie. They bring all of their children, their many children. Howie Jr., who's a little simpleton. Jordan, Stevie, uh, baby Chrissy, and their dog Rosie. They remember Rosie, but forget the baby in the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Aren't there more children? Aunt Dorothy is played by Berta from Two and a Half Men. She uh, her. sneaks herself in there. Love her. <laughs> and you got David Cockner there playing Howard. Yep. That was a pleasant surprise the first time I watched the movie. Yep. He was actually probably my favorite part of most of the movie, like... He was his entertaining. Humor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What a was she- his line? A shepherd has to protect his flock. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the tagline for the movie. Yeah, she was mad because the tagline is, you don't want to be on his list. It's like, they don't say that. Yeah, it's not very imaginative. I mean, I don't want to be on his list, but... Why? Well, he seems like a nice, demonic, human, half-man goat. <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah really selling it for me i was like he reminds me of a christmas gene simmons <laughs> yeah <laughs> i see it <laughs> like gene simmons with lockjaw and a little rundown like by the time kiss is done with this farewell tour it's <laughs> gonna be him <laughs> Okay, so now we're at the family dinner, and that's where we kind of get a lot of the conflict, uh, which brings Max to make his wish. Thoughts on this lovely little gathering? Um, Stevie and Jordan suck. Yep. They're so mean. They shouldn't have read that letter. Yep. But it shows, like, the reality of, like, kids and being jerks at that age and ruining the Christmas spirit, like... Yeah. A it, lot of kids try and ruin it. Again, it's like realistic. But it also shows off how nice Max is. Like his wish is for his parents to, you know, yeah. fall in love again. I know. Wish for things to be easier for his Uncle Howard and Aunt Linda. What kid's going to ask for that? That most was kids are gonna be like, so I want, sweet. Most kids just come on some fancy toy or something. Like, I want a PS5. Yeah. No, I did like that. Yeah, that was touching. Yeah. Uh,. Those kids are definitely jerks to him. They read his letter, and they get really offended when, well, like he said, like, I'm sorry that Uncle Howard wishes that they were boys or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I thought it was like a 
thought they were aware of that. Like maybe he was just like wishing that he got a boy, since he, he treats them, those girls, like they're boys. He had that little doofus. That kid was like drooling on himself. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Thurman Merman. I forgot about him. <laughs> he doesn't talk, so. Howie Jr. I forgot about Howie Jr. That kid is just like, there's something about him where I'm like looking at him and I'm like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> like, they don't touch on it. They just like make him weird. Yep. Um, so Max gets in his second brawl of the night. Rightfully so, yep. I'd say. Throwing yes. down. And like the parents just sit there like as this really long like letter reading. It just like, yeah, lets them keep reading it. Like, come on, guys. Like, it's clearly bugging him. It's clearly wrong. And you're just like, nah. We're just going to sit here and listen Look, to what he wants. Yeah, they're touching on a lot of good points here. <laughs> I guess, like, the other conversation they had was like, Howard picking on Tom for being, like, a Eagle Scout or something. <laughs> Which, like, yeah. I think it's hard to be an Eagle Scout. So it's it like, is. you know what? Don't talk shit. It talks about him weaving baskets or something. <laughs> Like, weren't they like doing like archery and like yes, learning about weapons? It's a huge deal to be an Eagle Scout. Yeah, so Guess it's who's gonna save your ass later, Howard? Yeah, <laughs> the Eagle Scout. <laughs> so after their fight, Max goes upstairs and he uh, just pouting basically, and his dad comes up and he... I think they had a nice heartfelt moment there where. The dad makes a lot of good points. He's like saying like your family and you have to get through the good and the bad and like you got to work harder to find the good and like what you have in common. And I was like, yeah, he really, he knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> and then the kid just like, he acts like he's going to be back in his festive little mood and he just rips up his letter and throws it out the window. I was like, okay, fail. Yep. <laughs> yep. We thought we were going to get our sweet happy ending right then and there. Or not. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> sure was one little Easter egg in that scene. If you look in Max's room, there's posters for uh, Robot Chicken and Rick and Morty. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Which the creators, Seth Green and Justin Roiland, respectively, actually voice the gingerbread men that we meet later on. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I was like, when I listened to it, I couldn't like identify it as them, but I seen that they were included. See, I saw the posters, but I didn't really get the voices so much, but I saw it included in the credits like oh that's cool right neat <laughs> and max's wish is he wishes that christmas could be like it used to be and i was confused because like granted we're strangers into this family's holiday but like when you look at them they don't seem like they ever had a whole bundle of lot in common probably not so it's like what did it used to be like? More tolerable, probably. Like, uh, I guess maybe the kids also believed in Santa or something. Yeah. Maybe. Probably, yeah. That's probably right, yeah. Because, like, there's no, like, It's probably real... more fun when they weren't all picking on him for... Yeah, like, maybe him and his sister were, like, closer and... Well, yeah, because in, were... in his letter, he wished that him and Beth would hang out more. Yeah. Yeah. Like they used to, so... Okay, so I guess that's his wish. Yeah, yeah. the younger days but he's only like eight so it's like how good was it <laughs> it's a lot of fun when you're little he probably doesn't remember 
That's probably true, too. (laughs) As we discussed, he tosses his letter out the window, and our Chucky Clouds roll in, and a blizzard comes with it and knocks all the power out. It's crazy. Yep. The DHL man delivering packages. Yeah, right. Day. He's the true hero of this story. Like that dude was in a blizzard, delivering presents, <laughs> delivering cheese of all things. Like who ordered a cheese basket? That just shows that they're terrible people. Yeah, right? selfish. <laughs> I don't know where the location of the movie was. Did anybody get that? It'd have to be New York, wouldn't it? If Amityville. No, they just like CGI that in there. Oh, then I have no idea. I thought I was being clever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, take it back. I don't remember. I was just wondering if they got a lot of snow or if like this storm was like really out of nowhere, but maybe it's just. I have no idea. Okay. We'll I just... only remember him saying we don't get bears up here when said incident happens later. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't seem totally blown away by the snow at first, so it, they must get snow like that, you know, once in a while. Yeah, they were just, like, shocked because... No cars were traveling, there was no snow plow. Yeah. No people. <laughs> and they had, like, I think they said 12 people in a house with no power, mm-hmm. no hot water. No food. Mm-hmm. As Howard said, beer it is. <laughs> yeah, beer it is. <laughs> Okay, so then Beth wants to go see Derek, who, as they mentioned, he lives four blocks away. So uh, her family thinks it's a good idea for her to take a stroll and check out the neighborhood. Like, it's a weird recon mission for her. Right, I thought that was very odd. My mom would never let me do that. Snowstorm or no snowstorm, I was not allowed to go to boys' houses, so I didn't find it very relatable. Especially, like, I could understand if there was no huge blizzard, but, like, what happened? This is where Omi gets, her, like, her fire fetish kicked in. Like, <laughs> she's, like, playing in it. Like, her face is, like, right up in there, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> Who wants hot chocolate? <laughs> yeah, I think she already knows what's up at that point. Yeah. Oh, one of the biggest things that bothered me is, like, with her, she had this terrible experience, but she like <laughs> didn't, didn't tell right. anybody. Like she like just carried it with way her. Through. I was like, could you imagine if this hulking, mutated Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> like took your family? Like I'd have like twelve books out. I'd have documentaries. There'd be like headlines in the paper. Like <laughs> nut job tells all. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, nah, I better just keep this on the DL. Like, oh, no, this just happened. I forgot to tell you guys how my parents were murdered by this thing years ago. <laughs> like, that just seems like something you keep to yourself. Maybe a therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then Beth is out in the blizzard, and it's like, it's nasty. And she's chugging along, and it goes from day to night. And she hears sleigh bells, which I thought was, like, a really cool, like, chilling scene. Yep. Mm. And the way I saw it is she is beauty, and then Krampus is the beast who drops in. And the first thing I noticed about him is he does not skip leg day. 
That no. dude can jump. And Krampus is pro legs. <laughs> Leg day every day. When he howls is what gets me. Yeah. Freaks me out so bad. And that's like so badass when he's just like chasing all like alongside her. On the rooftops. And mm-hmm. she goes to the uh, delivery truck and finds the guy frozen to death in there. And fun fact, he is the only kill that we see. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Confirmed kill. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think Derek survived. No. <laughs> Just giving the information that we see, but. No, his house was pretty jacked up. Yep. But, uh, uh, Beth... uh, I'm sure that plow truck driver got, later on, got murdered, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he didn't seem like a survivor, <laughs> judging that situation. He probably got eaten by those underground things. Oh, yeah, the uh, snow tremors. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's the gopher from Caddyshack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all right. (laughs) So Beth hides under the truck and Krampus jumps down and his hooves are noticeable. And that has to be like the most terrifying thing. Like, Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, like what is the code for surviving a Krampus? (laughs) Keep the fire hot. (laughs) Yeah. I got no fire. <laughs> when you're outside, don't go out. Yeah, don't but go yeah. outside. Don't hunter underneath a DHL truck. <laughs> yep. Mistakes were made. <laughs> don't walk in a giant blizzard to go check on your boyfriend. Okay. Sorry. Young love prevails. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for keeping me inside. You saved me from Krampus. Yep. It's the little things that we don't appreciate when we're younger. I did think that the van scene's pretty cool, though, because, like, how she gets eaten, killed, whatever you want to call it, is pretty unique, because I just expect Krampus was going to take her from under the van. Right, like, he's going to, like, powerhouse that freaking thing, like, right off her. Or just, like, any time something happens and they grab the feet, or, like, grab the side, and you're like, ah! (laughs) Like, I always do, because I fall for it every time. Like, I was expecting that. What? Krampus is a nice ghoul, and he does not swipe her out from there. He leaves her a present. Oh, yeah. So nice. Yeah. A little jack-in-the-box. Not so little. It's a little guy. Until he you know, comes out of that box, as we saw as see? We'll see later on. I thought that, too, but he didn't think... No, because Howard took in that package, so that jack was already in the house. I know, but it's so, like, it looks the same. Uh, they have be. a creepy maybe. face. Maybe there's more than one in production. <laughs> maybe. That's possible. Maybe he put it back in the bag. Oh. Or did they already have it in the house? Howard took it in with that cheese. Son of a gun. Yeah, yeah we tried to mention that. that point. Trying to make theories. Yeah, we didn't mention that. That whole mystery bag of toys on the porch. I do have a note about that. <laughs> what you got? My note. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it is now. Okay. When you say I have a note, that seems more like I'm ready to present my note. (laughs) I had a note. (laughs) Once upon a time. It was something along the lines of this is like why we don't take things from strangers. Oh, yeah. This is our lesson learned. Don't take big Santa sacks inside your house. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like not even a bit curious about it. Like. He's like, oh, stupid rich people. They get, get everything. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no shipping labels on it. The DHL guy's like, I didn't bring it. It must have been UPS. 
Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't even mention to the owners of the house that like he's bringing this giant bag in. Like, what if they were like planning? What if that was them? Like the DHL guy was supposed to take that. Yeah. What, what if they him? were sending out that sack? <laughs> right. Maybe. Oh well. Oh well. We'll just move on with our lives. <laughs> so now. Beth gets captured. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what to call it because we don't really know. Yeah, it's not killed. It's I'm gonna go with captured. I have made the theory that people get eaten, but he won't accept my theory. Well, like oh, I, they kind of do, but then they wind up in the snow globe at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit of both. Like they're eaten but captured. Yeah. Like right. they don't they don't get eaten and die. Sorry. You're not, <laughs> not that lucky. Digested. <laughs> I mean, we don't really know how this magic works. It could be their souls that are trapped and they were killed. We don't know. That's, That's true. true. That's that a good point. So Beth is captured and we come back to the house where we see Tom and Sarah are like having their first kind of moment together where they're getting along and like worrying about where beth's at right well kind of like this is a moment where you think they would be like concerned hard-working american like parents and they're like oh she was supposed to be back in an hour but they're like she's with derek that stoner guy probably pregnant i don't know (laughs) (laughs) like that's like the moment where you'd be concerned and then it's not even like 40 seconds later max comes and he's like i'm worried about beth and they're like yeah we should probably buckle up and <laughs> like, is this when he sees the first creepy snowman i think that oh, was the no. first thing in the morning when he first saw the first one yep he saw the abe lincoln snowman yeah he must have been a local <laughs> i don't know what yo but after beth we get another snowman that just appears in the yard yep, yep. They kind of just keep coming. Like As people get captured, they are the creepy snowmen surrounding the house. Right. Which is, like, why? I don't know. Why not? I don't yeah. know. Why? Just, oh, I was, don't know. It just made me question why. Don't question Krampus's methods. I know. He's going to come for me. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I believe in Santa, so leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he is the shadow of Santa. <laughs> Okay. So Tom decides to ask Howard if they could take their Hummer out and go to Derek's house to get Beth. Uh, Lucinda yes. is the Hummer. Good old Lucinda. Oh, yeah, the Hummer has a name. Yep. He's got like, the family's kind of represented as like a redneck. Like they're. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like he drives a Hummer and like they, other than his girl boys they're not really hickish they have they have a lot of guns in the back of the hummer too yeah i think he came from a like a farm family because he said they should have went to my brother's for christmas and they said something about christmas on a pig farm their brother lives in a barn (laughs) but he's like jesus was born in a barn or something that was another thing too they talk about um, howard and linda being not doing well financially they own a hummer yeah <laughs> those yeah, like, are not cheap vehicles 
Yeah, like I expect him to be in like a rusty F one fifty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was like something that was overlooked in production. They're like, yeah, he definitely seems like a Hummer owner to me. Yeah. Uh, Omi does not want them to go out. Like uh, we were saying, she's kind of wise to what's going down. Because she knows what's happening and just doesn't outright tell him yet. <laughs> yep, she uh, she really holds on to that secret. She uh, does not want to open up about the uh, Goss Santa. <laughs> but she <laughs> didn't God. say anything when Beth left. No. She's That's like, true. You can get in, huh? She's like, you don't talk German with me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <ya. laughs> You're my least favorite grandchild. <laughs> Like, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) One last birthday to worry about for me. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys were saying how Ami's like the nice one of the story. I might have been wrong. (laughs) The more we dig into this, I feel like she's kind of the sinister. I do still love her. so. So she's still playing with her fire and Tom just kind of disregards her concerns and he's like, okay, we're going to get Beth. So him and Howard head out into the storm, and they stumble upon a plow truck. Yep, just sitting in the middle of the road, lights on, nobody yep. in it. I think the door was open too, right? Door was open. Yeah, the door was open. The windshield's been broke in. Yep. yep. And, presence. Uh, presence. Yep. Picture of a family. Yep. That guy was uh, just out there doing his just, job. Yep. Fucking Max. Yep. See, again, I like I don't feel like he's a good kid cuz you know, that nice man was taking presents to his kids. He had Christmas spirit. Max had Christmas spirit till it was taken from him. <laughs> well, this fella had Christmas spirit till he was taken. <laughs> Obviously he didn't cuz if he had Christmas spirit, Krampus wouldn't have gotten him. Isn't that the rule? Isn't that the rule? I don't That's think they supposed to be the rule, but like nobody in this town had Christmas spirit. Yep. Apparently nobody not. believed in Santa. Mm-hmm. Town full of assholes. I yeah. guess so. Maybe they deserved it. Maybe <laughs> they deserve their time with Krampus. <laughs> Maybe he's the poetic hero. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after they see that the plow truck is damaged, they go to Howard's gun trunk. <laughs> they pull out shotgun because you got to have a boomstick. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gives uh, Tom a revolver. No. It was a big gun and a little gun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Linda's gun. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. heavy. It's Linda's. <laughs> uh, then the concern level rises up, and we're, you know, now we're getting into the action because they're going to Derek's, and I believe the front door was, like, kicked in. I don't remember. I just remember the gingerbread being stabbed on the refrigerator or something weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the like, Christmas tree like sticking out the window too? I think so. Um. Howard's very disturbed. Oh, I, I've said it would have been hilarious if they just included this line. Like they're looking around and they see like the fireplaces broken up. If, if one of those guys was like, Looks like we got a Krampus on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> like they already knew. Yeah. Like they should have just added that in. But it looks like a Krampus has been here. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, mean- 
which just seems like a missed opportunity that like the women were like all alone there and they didn't have anything really happen other than some more house shaking. Yes. Quote unquote squirrels, which who, whoever <laughs> thinks to make that as an excuse, like, yeah, first I don't of know. all, like your house is more than a single story. Like yeah. they had a big house. So like if you're hearing something, it's not coming from the next floor it's not ginormous squirrels on top of the roof like you're trying to pitch to yeah. me <laughs> i'm not believing it tony collette yeah like she's in so many scary movies she should know <laughs> she, her character should just know like sense it right but her and linda they ramble about uh christmas ornaments for a while oh yeah and that's their touching moment of mm-hmm. like kind of getting back and That was their heartfelt moment. Yep. When Tom and Howard are searching around Derek's, we, we mentioned they find the uh, gingerbread yeah. knife to the freezer. <laughs> Howard's like says something <clears throat> about whoever did this is sick. Yeah. <laughs> like twisted or something. Like a morbid son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then they find the hooves marks and yeah. it's like what kind of animal stands on its back legs? Uh, Krampus, motherfucker. <laughs> I, well, they said something about a goat. And he was like, what kind of goat stands on two feet? And I wrote in my notes, the kind of goat you don't want to meet. Right. <laughs> the kind whose list you don't want to be on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then they, I can't remember. Oh, they hear Beth screaming. Yeah. So that's yes. why they run out. They storm out and... Mr. Eagle Scout, who's the wussy coward, is way ahead of Howard, and he's taking the lead. He's like he's going into action, and Howard meets the uh, snow tremor there, the snow graboid. (laughs) I had a few names for him: the snow shark, the winter tremor, the snow snake, (laughs) (laughs) snow snake. And uh, Howard gets dragged down, and it's mauling on his leg. I think he says that it's biting him. Yep. And, like, at that point in time, I'd probably be like, okay, he's fucked, and head back home. <laughs> but he is an Eagle Scout. Tom <laughs> takes over. He, he uses some smart thinking there and grabs his gun. Yep. And uh, he shoots We appreciate it. that. Yeah. He gets it to go away. And then... Because he... normally, normally they would have just been like, see ya, can't do anything about it. And, like... Another reason, like, he's a good friend there, a good brother-in-law, you know, like, saving Howard. But his daughter is out there screaming bloody murder, and he's just like, "Mm, meh. (laughs) We're going to save Howard. I can see him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you probably could have jumped in there. just, like, told Beth to eat it. Like, they, she was screwed from the beginning. She never had a chance. Nope. As soon as she walked out that door, it was, bye, Beth. We're going (laughs) to... Board up the windows and you're not coming in. Lock the doors. They go back past the plow truck and they find the Hummer just completely destroyed. Like, it got hit by a fucking RPG or something. (laughs) (laughs) Krampus is back and... (laughs) Like, flattened on fire. Then we hear the famous, Lucinda! Yes. gets me every time what other reviews i was checking out on this um they were like i hope he had krampus insurance (laughs) 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 okay so they get back home and obviously people have questions (laughs) and uh howard's 
bloody and panicked and screaming. He's like, get the guns, get the knives. <laughs> and then they're like, what happened? He's like, oh, I uh, stepped in a bear trap, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like on the sidewalk? <laughs> like you're like a suburban town. We don't get bears here. That's what Max says. Yeah. Because Tom's like, hey, not in front of everybody. Like, let's try and keep our heads about ourselves and not make everybody panic. But it's already too late for that. Oh, yeah. Again. See, like, everybody wants to be the Tom in these situations where you're calm, collected, and, like, you know what's going on. But, unfortunately, most of us are Howards, and we're just, like, (laughs) freaking out, panicking. Yep. Um, I... I believe this is when Omi decides it is time <laughs> to talk about it. Like, not a moment sooner. <laughs> By the way, I know what's happening. And in perfect English. Oh. I know. That was, like, confusing to me, too. But, like, I know people can go back and forth between it. It's weird that when Max talks to her, he speaks English and she speaks German. And he translates for her, but like she. But like, why would you talk to each other like that? That's like a weird. I don't know. Like, she's probably more comfortable just in general speaking German. It probably. So it probably just comes first nature to her to talk, but she did pretty dang good with her English. Yeah, like <laughs> she seemed like she'd been around the block, like she had practiced this story. In her head? Yeah. Over the last... Maybe she was practicing to be like, this is the time. I need to tell all these people. She's like, I'm not good at improv. Like, she's like in the back writing down like how I'm going (laughs) to tell this mystical story. (laughs) Here's the shadow of St. Nicholas. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we get to that story, though, um, Tony Collette wants to go find Beth. And Howard explains that they were outside for four minutes and he almost has frostbite on his hand. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Dorothy, we haven't really talked about her much. I kind of forget about uh, old Berta there. Um, she is babysitting and she's teaching the kids the importance of making peppermint schnapps and underage <laughs> drinking. Yes. <laughs> classic. Yeah, she's a classy gal. Uh, Howard regrets not going to his brothers for Christmas. We <laughs> touched on that. Uh, they board up the windows with an incredible amount of wood that they had, like, on hand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that, you were mentioning, like, Beth. Yeah, I was like, they just were like, to hell with Beth. Like, yep. <laughs> he can stay out there. Even if she escapes, she can't get in the house. Nope. <laughs> Not to mention she has frostbite if yeah. she's out there. Yeah, it's, she's dead at this point. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've abandoned that. Look, you know, we have a lot of other kids here. Yep. She was older. She knew the risks of premarital sex. She (laughs) She brought this on her own. Semi good life. Uh, They have the big slumber party in their living room, and oh, Howard thanks Tom for saving him, and he's like apology. It's like a most backhanded compliment. (laughs) What's he say? Sorry for thinking you're a spineless dick. (laughs) Like. Thank you. <laughs> like, what do I say to this? Um, they do see more snowmen out there. And now we're going to get into Ami's little... 
all I could think about was Tim Burton, like when I was watching that, like yep. her little stop motion show there. Yeah, that definitely puts off some uh, Nightmare Before Christmas vibes. Yep. And she's explaining how the people of her, I think she says village, mm-hmm. um, she was standing in line to get bread, which yep. I don't know why you'd send your little four-year-old to get bread. Like, more bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme of this movie. Yeah. It's just One a never-ending cycle. Themes. And um, the people, like, take it from her. It's like, okay, dicks. That bread was her life source. Yeah. <laughs> like, you essentially just killed this little kid. I mean, everybody's starving. And um, she goes back home, and her parents, she has a little Santa doll, and they just rip it. Like the jerks that they are. It's like, again, douches. Yep. <laughs> That's a Krampuson. <laughs> <laughs> She makes her wish that, uh, I think she wishes that her family would go away, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, from what I gathered, I think the whole town gets taken, the whole village, not just her family. No idea. Because, like, Krampus doesn't just go for one household. Like, if no. he's coming to town, he is he's, coming. He rounds everybody up. He's yes. got the elves gathered, and he's like, okay, we hit, we hit hard, we hit fast. She gets his little Krampus bell. Yeah, yep. He has his own merch. And he gives her a nice little wink. Yep. Creepy wink, but it's fine. So what does she do afterwards? Like, does she go to the next town? Like, I don't know what happened, but I need a home now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, nothing mysterious happened with a demon goat. That's what you mean. (laughs) Everybody left. They all went on holiday. I don't know. They left me home alone. (laughs) Do you have any bread? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after her little spiel there, nobody... Oh, I think we actually jumped ahead there. We did. Because they do the slumber party. The fire goes out. Yes. And then the gingerbread man comes down the chimney. So Howard says his famous line there. Shepard has to protect his flock. And And they leave him on... Guard duty. Yeah, which the man just got attacked. Why are we paying? He volunteered and then dropped the ball immediately. See, I was thinking about that. Like, he's probably, like, has a lot of blood loss and couldn't be trusted. He's just been through a traumatic experience. (laughs) Like, he needs to rest up. He uh, instantly falls asleep and they hear, like, chains jingling the it, the iPad music was playing and it cuts off and then all of a sudden the fire dies. Yeah, yes. and you see the chain come down. Yeah, and you it's hear a, the little like the gingerbread the guy. little gingerbread guys. Yeah, fishing for a hobby junior. Yep, and uh, he's just so happens to be in the mood for uh, dangling chain gingerbread man. Yep. So he uh, he definitely goes for that opportunity. <laughs> and yep. uh, takes a nice old bite out of Gingy's head and. <laughs> The gingerbread man looks at him like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. And then Howie starts to go, choo, yeah, he, the chimney. The gingerbread man wraps a chain around him, and he just gets yanked up in there. And I, Tony Collette. Yep, she jumps in there and gets his ankles. Mm-hmm. And the family tries like hell to get him back down there. Howard's jumping in there. Yeah. A log comes out and re- catches fire. Yeah. The yes. Christmas tree. That's the yep. Christmas tree on fire. Yeah. 
and then they lose little Howie. Yep. He wasn't much of a character, but you no. stop it. <laughs> oh, like I just like picture him like standing there drooling on himself. Because <laughs> that's how we were introduced to him. Yeah, yeah. best like. Do you need dialysis? And Which I was like, makes no sense. But do you associate retardation with kidney failure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to see the scene, like at the top of the chimney, where Krampus is looking at him, and the kid's just sitting there drooling, looking at him. <laughs> Don't say the R word. Not, so, not okay. I mean, like it's a proper term. Mental. Okay. Retardation. Oh, sorry. I will include that in my mentally future challenged. Notes. He's mentally would challenged. Even be well, we better. don't even know if he was. He could. Who knows? They don't really clarify what's going on with him. <laughs> That's like how they associate him being redneck. Is they're just like, oh, he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, so we're down to Thurman Merman, and that's when <laughs> she's like, that's when she busts into her little pitch there. Yes, that's when the flashback comes. So she waited till another kid was taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, like we've established that she knew what was happening, and she didn't stay up to like watch that fire. Nope. Like, she told him to keep the fire hot. Yeah. She's old as shit. She got tired. She didn't specify. <laughs> well, she still told him, keep the fire hot. Well, they failed. The flashback scene is probably my favorite part from the movie, though. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was neat. Um, she tells him that Krampus comes not to reward, but to punish, not to give, but to take. And he leaves his little personalized bell, which I think she pulls out to like show him. So it's like you brought that to Christmas. Like, do you just, do you always have that? <laughs> do you have like a satchel that you carry? <laughs> just like <laughs> that's my Krampus bell. <laughs> I never leave home without it. <laughs> that's my reminder. Um, Howard listens to her story. I mean. He listens to this very long, like, five-minute story, and then he's like, I'm going to get my boy. It's like, you probably should have left roughly four and a half minutes ago. <laughs> well, first he calls her story bullshit. Yeah, seen how bullshit or something. What's he say about the Easter bunny? <laughs> he's like, come to spring, it's going to be a rabid bunny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Howard gets his gun, and he goes outside but he stops because there's even more snowmen and i think the one looks like howie jr mm-hmm. kind of yep and he sees the little elves like Just coming through the snowmen yeah, yeah running around the snowman dashing through doing whatever it is they do yeah. they must just be like hanging out there and they're like little creeps yeah they're planning <laughs> uh omi goes back to speaking german with Skloof. like i don't know why she just does <laughs> <laughs> And she's talking to kids who, like, she knows they don't understand her, so she, the one has to translate. It's like, we know you can speak English. Yep. Um, Tom starts planning to get the family out by going back to that plow truck. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did forget about that. 
Yeah, it's their great escape plan. Get the plow truck, come back, load everybody up, and leave. Yep. And then... Oh, Linda goes to the attic to rewrap the burnt presents. I was like, what What the hell happens next? <laughs> yes. I was like, I knew yes. somehow they got in the attic. And then... Of course, some of them are Krampus presents. Yep. Uh, she hears them, like, moving around in the boxes and stuff. Just a little bit. Then something happens. She leaves the attic, and then as soon as she leaves, like, the boxes go nuts. Yep. Um, then their kids have to use the bathroom, so they go upstairs because Aunt Dorothy <laughs> blew up the one downstairs, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And they hear they hear Beth apparently. Robot Beth. Yeah, it sounds like she's speaking through one of those like robotic like kids toys. And uh they decide to follow the voice in the attic because that's never ended badly ever. No, not at all. They just think she's been hiding in the base or the attic, I mean. Yeah. Like, like what sense what? does that make? Yeah. Come on, guys. Well, well they did see their brother go get pulled up a chimney yeah she's just been hiding this whole time mex is downstairs looking through binoculars and he sees mr big bad and ugly on the neighbor's roof mm-hmm. yep he gets like a flash yeah but then he's gone yep um uh, that's when tom sarah and linda they go looking for the kids and Howard stays downstairs because reasons. Yeah, oh, like his flock up. down here. Downstairs. Yeah, like his flock is upstairs. <laughs> and He's got a protected downstairs flock. I don't oh, think, I don't think he can do the steps because of his leg being all jacked up. That's true. Um, and his baby was downstairs, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. So this is like one of my favorite scenes is when they go up there <laughs> and they just get their asses kicked. <laughs> so they walk up and they first they see the most terrifying giant Jack in the box yep. swallowing Jordan. Yeah. Well, yep. he sees her boots and then Jack stops and he like has a handkerchief and he like wipes his mouth and it's like, oh, <laughs> so proper. He's got manners. <laughs> He's not your typical rude Jack in the box. Um... Then a bear comes out and I think bites Linda's arm. This yeah. weird, it's like an angel. Yeah, it's I feel a tree, like it was the evil tree, the tree topper. topper. Okay, I thought so. But it looks like a Tiffany doll. Yeah, with a <laughs> demon tongue. Yeah, it attacks Sarah and it's on top of her and it like ear bangs her with its tongue. <laughs> <laughs> And they're tussling around, and Tom gets <laughs> a robot comes out and like jumps on his back and starts stabbing him. Yep, <laughs> that's a code red. <laughs> uh, the tree topper angel there grabs some Christmas lights and hangs Sarah by the rafters and yep. like chokes her out. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, Howard is downstairs and. <laughs> Yeah. He hears some noises. So, being the hero that he is, he investigates. And there's three little gingerbread men. 
little assholes. <laughs> yeah. They're cute, though. Like, they're not, like, scary. They're, like, they auditioned for Shrek and got yeah. uh, turned down. So they're, like, <laughs> they we're going to do boot. this instead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They are packing a, a nail gun. Uh, yeah. Yep. Insane. And uh, that reminds me of, like, Army of Darkness style, like, fighting. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, like, kind of slapstick and it's funny, but, it like, they're still kind of creepy, like, and they're definitely trying to kill him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like that scene, Army of Darkness, where Ash fights the little ashes. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking of. Yes. And uh, they shoot him in the leg with a bunch of nails, and he falls down, and he grabs... It's like a cutting board or something. Yeah, and he protects himself from a few more, and then he takes his gun, and he shoots a lantern that was next to him, and they just blow up. They're all on fire and screaming, and uh, they charge him. He shoots one of them, and then the other one he can't get, and it's coming at him, and he's, like, cowering, and uh, he opens his eyes, and Rosie ate it. <laughs> Just jumping away. Like, that thing was mid-air on fire, and that dog's like, yeah, yeah. After he just got done calling her a useless turd. Yeah, that's right. Not so useless now, is she? No, Rosie has, a, like, a real comeback, and we'll get to... <laughs> we'll talk about that in a few seconds. <laughs> so, meanwhile, they're upstairs... Tom's getting stabbed in the back for like a while. Yeah. Like he's probably got like punctured lung. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was a little high up, but. Uh, um, Linda sees her other daughter on the ground, Stevie. Yep. And she just goes beast mode. She's like like, mama bear kicks in. Takes Takes that teddy bear's eye out with the icicle. Yeah. And um, she takes that out and she gets like an axe, doesn't she? So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. She takes a little hatchet, I think, and she takes out that robot. She cuts her sister down. I think she whacks that angel, and then she goes for Jack, and he's trying to get into the vents, and she goes to hit him, but he just slips away. And then like, yeah. there's this nasty like slime trail behind him. It's like, what was that? <laughs> All his drool from swallowing <laughs> Jordan, just, I think. <laughs> Um, you had to lube her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a diehard size vent, too. Like, yeah. I don't think cows is that full. I could be wrong. But that thing's huge because Jack had Probably a kid inside of Probably rich people do. Him. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Ours is pretty big right there. <laughs> We're not rich, so we don't know the luxury. True. They all regroup in the living room with Aunt Dorothy and that was like i think my favorite line was howard's like what was up there and you're like you wouldn't understand he's like i just got my ass kicked by a bunch of gingerbread men you don't want to (laughs) know or i got my ass kicked by christmas cookies yeah (laughs) i did appreciate the humor sprinkled through like the fighting scenes they hear jack in the vent the vents and max just decides a, to open the vent and send Rosie in. Dick move. So I was really mad. And like at first, it sounds like the dog's doing. Rosie good. puts up a fight. Oh yeah. Then all of a sudden we hear. Oh. Yeah, and then Jack falls through the ceiling. Yeah, 
after he ate Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> Captured. Captured, if you want to <laughs> say. Uh, the one-eyed bear comes back. And so the Christmas topper there, the angel. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have like a party reunion downstairs. Yeah, they just like know. pick up where they left off and start beating them again. But this time, Aunt Dorothy grabs the gun. Heck yeah, she kicks ass. Yeah, she, she does. takes out that bear. Until the creepy elves show up. And uh, she takes out the angel, and then they tell her to finish Jack. And she's like, no problem. And the elves bust through the window. They hear a noise or something, and Ami's like, elves. <laughs> she must have a history with them, too. <laughs> um, a bunch of little elves come bursting through the window, and they like... They remind me of like when you go to the Halloween haunted houses and they have like the actors who can't touch you, but they like chase you because they like back them up to the wall. And then, oh yeah, I know what you're saying like, now. They don't really like hurt them. They're just no. like, haha, we're scary looking. They take the fire out though. Yep. When they busted through the window. Yep. Um, and then they don't they like hug the jack in the box or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Thanks for saving me," and he waves his little jazz hands around. <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> He's like, "My friends, thank you for saving me." He's like, "I have a girl and a dog, I'm ready to go." <laughs> and um, because they chain Aunt Dorothy up. It, yep. And they like, it's like a slide whistle. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> Cartoon yeah. sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> they pull her out, and um, they steal the baby. Yep. Oh, yes, because then Howard goes and runs before he holds on to the Jack in he, the box. Yeah, he jumps on Jack, and that was our other favorite line where... <laughs> he's Tom's goes, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just, like, so sick of this shit. <laughs> like, not even phased. And then we get our third time the house shakes. Oh, yeah, because Krampus comes. Because mm-hmm. Omi's desperately trying to light the fire back up, but every time the wind blows, it just keeps blowing out the matches. Yep. And they're like, we got to go. We got to go to the snowplow. It's our only hope to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And they leave, but she closes the door and locks herself in. Sweet Omi. Sacrificing herself. Yeah, they talk about going through the window, but Max is like, she needs to face him. Mm-hmm. She wants to help. But... I don't know. I guess seemed unnecessary. Because maybe Omi thought that it was her problem that Krampus was coming to town, not Max's. Then she gets a not so great surprise. Yep. Or uh, maybe she thinks it'll be enough of a sacrifice if she meets him and he takes her. I think she was just trying to slow him down. Yeah. Because, like, if he was on the roof, then they can't really run away. We learned with Beth, he's uh, he's got some moves. <laughs> um, he comes down the chimney. Oh, yeah. So they all leave. Creepy. And his horns come through the fireplace first. and His creepy long hands. Of course, he he's busts got... up the wall and everything in the chimney as he's coming down. Yeah. He's got big ass. It's <laughs> <laughs> all them legs. <laughs> all them leg muscles. <laughs> It's like, yeah, just got out of the gym. He, his face did not look at all what I thought it was going to look like, but all over he's just ugly, so it <laughs> doesn't matter either way. 
They said that his face was supposed to be human flesh that he like took from previous victims, okay. and like underneath he that was makes like sense. the the goat. Because oh I was God. expecting a creepy goat looking thing, and then it was like some hollowed out. I haven't eaten in twelve twelve days, and yeah, that that explains the face a lot better. Yeah, I didn't know that. That makes sense. Yeah, I read that somewhere. I like they don't really touch on it, so you wouldn't know. No, I was just like, what is. I mean, maybe he just wants to look like Santa. I don't know. <laughs> Here I am judging him. Sorry. Yeah. Please don't come for me. And um, he brings his bag of toys, and I, I'm assuming he, like, throws her in there, or, like, the toys jump out and get her. I'm not sure where. Yeah. And it just fades to black. She looks in the sack and fades to black. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> um, the adults are running with the kids to the plow and first i think tom hears the you start to see in the back i think yeah the the snow tremor thing yeah that's yeah that's what we call that (laughs) and he knew like what was coming which they had time to hug and tell everybody they loved each other tom could have made it a little bit farther and still shot like he could have ran backwards and shot the thing yeah but But i guess he just wanted his sacrifice (laughs) Again, I think he was just trying to slow it down because he knew he wasn't going to be able to kill it. I don't care. My ass would have still been running. Yeah. I feel like you would have abandoned me like very early. See, I get down, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I think I thought they just like ran out of time or something, this whole scene, because people just dropped left and right. It felt like, yeah, it felt really rushed. Yeah, we spent way too much time on the... Um, it felt rushed, but then we still get, like, ten minutes after where I was like, I thought we were going to be done with the movie. <laughs> That's true. That's like, true. Because Tom gets taken... He, like, he puts up a fight. Like He he uses his bullets up. He, yeah, he shoots all the rounds, and then he just kind of knows that he's done, and he goes down. Um, then the it goes after it's Linda. Linda. Mm-hmm. It gets her... And Tony's shoving the kids in the plow. Yeah, I I think she, like... I think Linda had Stevie, and she, like, gave her to Mm -hmm. Sarah. And Mm -hmm. she got him in the truck, but then Sarah got pulled down. Very sad, because she's like... She's like, I love you, and then boom. Yeah, and that was, like, the moment of the movie where, like, I felt like they were, like... I felt the most for those people, because, like, the father was trying to protect them. The mother was saving her daughter. Like, they were... Like, real people. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't being, like, selfish. Or... No, they were sacrificing no. themselves so everybody, like, that they loved could. Mm-hmm. And then your favorite line <laughs> of the movie. I don't even know how to drive a stick. We have a hybrid. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Because <laughs> Max can't start the uh, plow truck. He's like, I don't even know how to drive this thing. <laughs> um, so they're stuck in the cab, and the elves come back. Mm-hmm. And for some reason... One of the elves falls, and the snow tremor takes that. Uh, Must not have eyes. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't notice that the elf got taken down. Yeah. Um, They capture Stevie, and they take her to To their little powwow. I don't know. This ending was, like, real weird to me. It was really long. Yeah. Like, Like, how did Max Max find them? It's like... Why didn't the elves take Max when they took Stevie? There's so many. I don't know. I got questions. Well, they chose Max to be the one survivor like Omi was years ago. Yeah. 
That's true until he throws them in the fire pit. <laughs> <laughs> but like I see your logic, I see where we're going. So he was he was intended to be the last, but remember he throws. Um, Krampus gives him his own Santa Bell. Bell, yeah. Krampus Bell, I mean. His Krampus merchandise. Yeah. He's like, hey, hold on, that <laughs> someday it'll be worth money. It has his like torn up letter in the bell. Yep, and he goes trekking through the snow, right? And then Krampus leaves him with it. And he follows them to the... They're having, like, a creature rave. Yeah, it's creepy. Kind of thing. Like, I don't know what you call it. Like, the elves are, like, they're having themselves a time. It's like a bow-wow. Toys are all there. They just finished up their job. You know, it's a little like, hey, we did a good job, guys. You know, good teamwork. We got tons more snow globes to go put up on the creepy (laughs) shelf. (laughs) Like, we came in here. We were the underdogs. We... (laughs) We came, we conquered. <laughs> Underdogs, I don't know about that. And uh, Max throws his Krampus bell back at them. And then, like, the ground just opens up into a pit to hell. I liked when he called him an asshole. Yeah. I felt like that was really deserved. And then uh, Krampus gets in his face. And he's got the worst case of lockjaw imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, there. He's, like... Kind of like a Howie, like just like drooling on himself. <laughs> um, Max wants to, or he apologizes and asks to take his wish back. And like, this is like where we have a real failure to communicate because he asked to take his wish. Krampus interprets that as I'm going to throw you into this pit to hell. <laughs> well, you think at first, like, he wipes his tear away and you're like, oh, we're going to get a nice little sweet ending. He's yeah. going to let him take his wish back. And it's like, ha ha, into the pit you go. <laughs> yeah, then all the elves start laughing and he picks them up and throws them in the yeah. pit. <laughs> like, what? It's like, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, you think he's going to, like, forgive they, me? He's like, no. <laughs> they, got, they got our hopes up a couple different times. And uh, Max falls into that pit, and it's like the doomed forever, but then he pops up in his bed. And we're like, oh, it was just a creepy dream. This is okay. Yeah, it's Christmas morning. And uh, he comes downstairs, and now his family is, like, all happy and getting along. Yeah. Which is probably how Christmas used to be. Maybe. Could be. That was his wish. But it's got a very Hallmark Channel vibe at this point. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) They went from the opposite ends of the spectrum. Hatred, love. So they're all opening their gifts. And then, like, Max hugs his parents and he's like, oh, this is just a dream. It's fine. He tells them that he loves them. Yep. He's all, like, happy. And then he opens his present. And it's the freaking Krampus bell. And they all are like, oh shit, that really happened. Yeah, they hear like the voices from the previous encounters like that they had. And like they all like remember in sync. And they're like, oh God. (laughs) And that's when we get our ending where we realize that they are stuck inside a snow globe in Krampus's workshop. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it seems weird to get your wish, but then you end up living in a snow globe on Krampus's shelf. Yeah. So many snow globes. <laughs> yeah, like creepy serial killer. 
it's and, like does he just like go to towns and take people but they just don't talk about it yeah i guess so must be it's like the, it's the santa serial killer <laughs> So, what were our thoughts, feelings, emotions on Krampus? I think it's a fun one to watch for, like, Christmas if you want to watch a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good horror movie for Christmas, for sure. Just gets you in the old holiday spirit, I guess. Does it? It makes for... me want to believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> That's for, true, Rich. For Christmas horror it's... movies, it's definitely one of the better ones. I think it's neat, too, that they, like, put in like a german like folktale or european belief krampus sort of had like a resurgence here in the last like decade or so i remember seeing like an episode of american dad with krampus and there was a couple other things i saw and then a bunch of straight to dvd movies mm-hmm. it's like just all of a sudden he's having this renaissance in in america Weird. yeah and when i looked it up because i knew that there was a few different ones but they all came out like in a familiar like a same kind of time frame yeah like 2015 2015 2016 2017 but they were all like their own thing yeah it's kind of weird how that happened like all around the same time krampus had his moment i feel like he's kind of forgotten about again i don't really hear a whole lot of krampus talk not much no not around here at least we're about to now that our phones are all listening to us. <laughs> We're going to get all the Krampus ads. Yes. Uh, I think our like takeaways from this was, I told uh, Courtney, I was like, when you get your period, I'm going to call you Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you're not right. And then from now on, when I forget something, I'm be like, oh, my brain had a Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> What would you rate it? So, oh, we're going to reestablish our rating system here, where we do one to five. One being sucks, which wolf, sucks Wolfman's Nards. <laughs> Two is A Night at the Overlook. Three is A Call from Ghostface. Four is A Beer at the Slaughtered Lamb. And five is Ash's Boomstick. What is your rating? Um, I'm going to go with a three. Okay, Eric? I'm going to say it's a four, a beer at the Slaughtered Lamb. Okay. I'm going to go with three, the call from Ghostface. It's like it's a fun time. <laughs> but, like, after all the time I've spent reviewing this, I don't ever want to see this movie again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it too many times. The Krampus has row. been ruined for me. <laughs> That's how I feel about her next one. <laughs> the first time was fun, and then we yeah. went back to take notes, and... It was no longer fun. No. <laughs> like, our holiday cheer was dwindling, and we're like, oh, that's a Krampuson. Yep. <laughs> we weren't having it. Okay, so I think that concludes our Krampus episode, our Christmas special, which is our first episode. Yep. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Good job, guys. Nice teamwork. This was The Cinema Crypt, bringing you our thoughts and opinions of Krampus. Bye. Good night, and, um... Believe in Santa. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Praise the big red man. (laughs) (laughs) 
or you'll be Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so good night. <laughs>